What did you think of that? We seem to have landed two handy numbers. No muck or dirt, said Susan. I hope we are working in the basement mostly, said Kay. The coal area is also on a lower level, said Susan. I don't think we're going to get much time to know Connie and Una, their roommates. We have to head out before they head back every shift, said Kay. It's a pity, but on the plus side, it feels like the two, there's only two of us sharing the room. It's a big change from camp, said Susan. There's a shop. Let's go and see if we can get some sweetness, said Kay. The next morning, they were in the basement of the communications building, just having a look around when Sergeant Knightley arrived. We have a busy day ahead. Have either of you ever worked a switchboard before? No, they both nodded. Has the cat got your tongues? You'll have to learn to speak up, girls. This is a practice switchboard. There is space for two operators to sit down. They did as they were told, spending an hour answering calls from each other. Now, the only way you will get a chance to go to the ladies, said Sergeant Knightley, is not to hang up at the end of a connection. If you hang up, the next call will come straight through. We are the main call centre for all of England and all international calls. It's non-stop. Kay and Susan were now happy with the workings of the switchboard. Now, to get down to your real jobs. There are two books on the table. You need to memorise them from cover to cover. They must not leave this room. You now work for the intelligence department. The girls looked at each other in shock. Kay, your exam results were the highest ever scored. Even the men were impressed, said Sergeant Knightley. All training is done in this room by myself and nothing is discussed outside this room, not even between yourselves, said Sergeant Knightley. Now I will leave you to get on with the first section of the handbook. Memorise it together or apart, whatever suits you both best said Sergeant Knightley as she left the room. How do you think we should do this? asked Susan. I think maybe if one of us reads a paragraph out loud and the other one listens and then we swap over a couple of times and then sit in silence and digest it ourselves, it might work, said Kay. Okay, Susan picked up the book and opened it to start reading it. Um... There are no paragraphs. It's just a list of phrases. I'll read the first ten, said Susan. The morning was passing very quickly. Sergeant Knightley arrived back at 1.40pm. Let's see what you have for me, Kay. The first two pages, said Kay. Sergeant Knightley said, that's impressive. Now, let's hear it. Kay started speaking. There has been a motor crash on the westbound lane in Piccadilly. Piccadilly Circus this evening. A bread van has collided with a local bus. 27 were killed. The weather for the next three days will be wet and windy in the south. Finally, Kay had finished and Susan took over. Go to lunch and get straight back here as soon as you can, said Sergeant Knightley. As they headed to the canteen, Kay said, Handy number, my foot. 
The food was good at least. They both enjoyed a meat pie and veg, followed by a bowl of rice pudding and jam. Now they headed back, a little nervous for what they might would have to do next. When they got back to the room, the sergeant was there before them. She had two handbooks in her hand. That was a load of rubbish you memorised this morning. Susan and Kay's heart sunk into their boots. I know you feel at this moment that it was a waste of time, but it wasn't. You now understand what works best for you to memorise. The books change very often. Now, I promise you this is the real deal, said Sergeant Knightley, smiling at them. The girls were so tired and now they had to head back to the canteen. It was 6.30. I just want to fall down onto my bunk, said Susan. Me too, said Kay, and we have to start a shift on the switchboard till 11pm. The live switch was completely different kettle of fish. Uh, <clears throat> thank God they had been giving a training partner. Jane was Kay's, a bubbly girl with the gift of the gab with mousy brown hair and beautiful green eyes. The shift passed without too many blunders. At last, they had a cup of cocoa in their hands. They were finished for the night. Just then, an air raid siren filled the air. They were marched down into the basement. There was a nice surprise awaiting Kay and Susan. There were real bunk beds, hundreds of them. Ah, said Kay, this is even better than having to drag a our souse back to the digs. They were soon fast asleep, oblivious to the hammering that was going on over their head. Kay was woke by a soldier the next morning. Now I have seen the sleep of the dead. How you slept through all that, I'll never know, said the soldier. The temporary canteen had been set up and was now serving breakfast. When they had eaten, there was some announcements. We got badly hit last night. There has been no structural damage to this building, but lots of windows are shattered. You will be divided up to clean up and repair teams. Gift of the gab means full of talk. Kay and Susan managed to get working on the same clean up and repair team. It was the first time they had been working with male soldiers. Cleanup was no stranger to Kay. They headed up a floor at a time, two teams filing off on each floor. When their team arrived at ground level, it was the turn of Kay's team to peel off. The rest of the teams continued to climb upwards. Kay was white as a sheet as she looked out onto the street. There were people everywhere, sitting on the ground wrapped in blankets. Shouldn't we be out there? asked Kay. No, soldier, we are on clean-up duty in this building. Other teams have been allotted that duty. Along with the glass, which had tape attached to the pieces to help stop the force of a shatter, the blackout blinds had been flung across the room. Thank God, Kay thought, nothing that cannot be put right. She got to work finding a heavy-duty cardboard box, sweeping, she filled the box with shattered glass. Kay took a look at the blinds. The glass had cut slits in them. Sergeant, I was a fine deal 
fine detail finisher in one of my jobs. I can repair these if you have a sewing machine. Another so show soldier stepped forward saying, I worked in a fashion factory before the war. I can help. Great, said Sergeant. I'm sure some of the other girls will also have skills. We will have them ready and hung by nightfall. With, a fed, fe, with efficient teamwork, the building was cleaned up of all debris. The windows were boarded up, as they would have to wait for a glazier. And there was no surprise in that. When we have some spare time, we must get shutters fitted to all windows, said an officer as he looked around to assess the damage. The telephone lines were down. Kay and Susan headed for the court building to see if they could be useful there. It was mostly under control, so they went in search of the laundry building. Sure, they would find a uniform repair room. They were right. They explained the plan of repairing the blinds to an officer there. The staff of the laundry took over the organisation. They were grateful for the extra skilled hands. When Kay got back to their digs, Susan was already reading a letter. Without looking up, she said, You got mail, it's on your bed. Three letters were on her bed. One from her mother. She opened this first. Dear Kay, we miss we both miss you so much. Rachel The rest of the next three lines were backed out. I still miss working away more blacked out lines and cooking for the Christian brothers, which is a great help. More lines blacked out. Just as well I know Mam's working life. I can fill in the black out, blanked out, thought Kay. I wonder how Rachel is getting on. I don't even know if she's still in the hospital in Manchester. I'll write to her tonight at the hospital, thought Kay. Pat is looking after your clothes very well, as is if now that you're not here she really misses you. You know she felt she had never shared me before. She couldn't help feeling overpowered with the two of you, when the two of you arrived in her space. We've had a good chat about it. She realises now how important it is to have sisters. Chrissy upstairs is, is she's saying prayer, prayers every day and hopes you will get home soon on leave. Chrissy upstairs was... Uh, had a heart of gold, but she was deaf as a post. Mam was the only one who could enjoy a conversation with her. Mam's Aunt Nellie had been as deaf and dumb. She, hadn't, she was now sending so much love in this letter. Your mam. Kiss, 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 kiss. Kay could see her mam in her mind's eye, as she did the first evening as she had arrived home. In the window, one moment and another moment, she had flung her arms around her. Kay relived the warmth of that hug many times during the war. The next letter was from Carmen. She loved working in her dungarees. She seemed to be happy and said it was a happy, tiredness. Most of the rest of the letter was blacked out. Can't wait to hear from you, Carmen. We will have to get a lot better at reading through the blackout, blackout lines, said Kay to Susan. 
It's funny wondering what top secret information my mam is privy to, laughed Susan. Kay was keeping the third letter for when she was on her own. She knew it was from the girls back home. Hours and hours of memorising. The next shift they were going to be going solo on the switchboard. They had been working on the switchboard for a month now and loving it. This new strand to our work will add a lot more interest to the job, said Kay to Susan before they left the room and in the basement and headed up to start their next shift. We might not get anything for a month, said Susan. It will add a bit of excitement waiting for the special light to light up, said Kay. Sitting in front of her own switchboard, Kay felt a sense of peace and joy ready to put her heart into her work. It was busy as usual. Soon Kay forgot all about the special light. She needed a break and was, as usual, she did not hang up at the end of the last call. She waved at Susan. Susan smiled but continued to answer calls. On her return, Kay placed the headset on her head and was just about to disconnect the call when she heard a male voice saying, I bet that Irish one is listening in. I have not been listening in, she said. Lots of laughter on the line as they she disconnected the call, totally embarrassed at what she'd just done. Wait till I tell the girls this one, she thought. Thinking of the girls back home reminded her she needed to reply to them and to put a five-pound note in for Anna and Tom. The last letter had brought the news that they were getting married. Everyone was sharing their ration books to put on a good spread for them, something joyous for a change. She was sure Patty was making the dress. I'll put a five-pound note in. Hopefully they will get it. Every letter has to remain unsealed and someone else has to read them, seal them, and then they were posted.